welcome to Who's in the Bible, a podcast for kids. I'm Eric. And I'm Lance. And we believe that the Bible is the greatest book in the whole world. It's filled with amazing stories about interesting people, all working together to tell a bigger story, the greatest story about the most important person who ever lived, Jesus. And we know that understanding more about the people and stories in the Bible helps us to know more about Jesus and what it means to be his followers today. And in this episode, Eric, we meet a fat man who falls out of his chair and dies. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I guess that we're, we're starting to trend. Yes. Because the fat back man in trend. Judges, we had a fat man who died also. Yep. So I hope this isn't just like another gruesome, terrible story. No, it is not a gruesome story. This one's way different. But this story starts... Uh, really at the end of the book of Judges in the same okay. kind of the same time in history. So kids, if you haven't listened to that episode, you need to go check it out. It was so much fun. Yeah, it was it was a whole lot of fun. Is that, that what you call fun? Yep, that's what I call fun. <sighs> well, I am absolutely not reliving that episode right now. But if you haven't listened to it, you should go, yeah, go yeah, back, go do that one. You need, it's a rite of passage. You need to do that one. But we do need to kind of jump back into some of that so that we have some context for today's episode, which context is a fancy word to say, you know, what's happening around that yep. story to understand the world in which the story is being told. Yeah, you're jumping into the middle of a big story. Absolutely. So Israel, God's people, moved into the promised land, and we spent a lot of time on that. Moses, all the parting the Red Sea, yep, wandering for stuff. 40 years, getting the Ten Commandments. Big, big story there. So we're after that, moved into the promised land, God calls them to be faithful to this covenant, which is big promise about their kind of relationship. Yep. And, you know, he would be their God, kind of be present with them in their lives. And so then their job was to be his people. So to be a blessing to all the people on the earth. So ultimately God would, would end up rescuing all the people in the world from their sin through this nation uh, with this, this big promise that God had made to this people. And so we don't really know how that's supposed to happen at this point in the story. So it's still kind of, that's kind of this mystery but we here on this side of this covenant, we know um, that that's going to happen through Jesus in the future. But we're not to that part yet. No, we're not. And not the all. part we're at, we see the people of Israel are good at being faithful to the covenant at times, and then mm-hmm. other times, terrible. They reject yeah. God and live their own way. And if we think back to the judges, we said that those leaders of Israel were kind of a different type of leader than we're used to. They were, we called them Presidents. Presidents. Yeah, because they're kind of like a president leader and also kind of like a military general. Yeah. And that period lasted for a few hundred years. And along the way, they were still faithful people, people who worshiped God, who uh, offered him sacrifices and lived the way that he wanted them to. And we don't know if the tabernacle survived. Remember that tent where people worshiped back Super when cool Moses t- with all the With all the layers? All the layers, all the cool stuff. Cool. So... Uh, We don't know if that survived or if they had some new tent that was larger or if they'd even built some kind of like wooden building. But nevertheless, there was a place where people would go to worship and to sacrifice. Yeah. So, I mean, a new iPhone comes out every year. Yeah. I'm guessing they didn't stick with the same old tabernacle. They probably kept like ramping up. Probably not every year, but maybe. We don't know. There's there's not really any information about that. In the future, we know they do build this big stone temple. We're going to, we're going to have to get on that back in time bus and go check that out at some point. We will have to. Okay. That's beside the point. So move on. Uh, after the book of Judges is where we are, okay? And uh, similar to the, the story of Ruth from the last episode, mm-hmm. this story starts with an average Israelite family. There was a certain man of Ramothiam Zophim, 
of the hill country of Ephraim, whose name was Elkahana, the son of Jeroham, son of Elahu, son of Tohu, son of Zuth, and Ephrathite. He had two wives. The name of one was Hannah, and the other was Peninnah. And Peninnah had children, but Hannah had no children. Multiple wife world again. Yeah. So, and again, I feel like I feel like always when there's multiple wives, where there's always like the the girl who's got the regular name, Hannah, and then there's Panini, <laughs> her sister. <laughs> it's like, I hope it's not. I don't think it was her sister. Yeah, was it her sister? Yeah. But it's like, why? Every, uh, I want a sandwich. <laughs> okay, so most Bible scholars think that Hannah would have been this guy's first wife, and mm-hmm. because she couldn't have children, he would have taken a second wife. Because remember, having kids was a big deal, and we learned that Hannah couldn't. Yeah, so I mean, then you 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 got to have the feeling she was like, it feels like she's not doing the thing that she's supposed to do. Like she had one job, right? You know, you're supposed to be able to as a woman back then, you want to be able to produce children. So she was really kind of missing out and feeling like maybe like her identity was a little lost. That's right. Yeah. So she wanted a child more than anything. She would, that's what she would ask God for over and over. And I mean, we all know what it's like to really want something. Yeah. Now it's time to play. If you could ask God for anything, kids, if you could talk directly to God and ask him to give you anything you wanted, what would it be? Probably my own puppy. Every superpower in the world. Bringing my cat back, but cuter. Bring unicorns alive. An automatic crossbow. Well, that was fun. Yeah. All these other game shows. Game shows are always fun. Tons of fun. But we have to go back to Hannah now. Hannah asked God for a son. It's what she wanted Mm. more than anything. She even begged him once when she went to the place of worship once a year to offer sacrifices. She was begging God, please give me a son. And she actually promised him, if you'll you'll give me a son, I'll... She made a promise to him. I'll tell you what that is in a minute. But we've all done that, right? Oh, yeah. It's bargaining. We're like, okay, okay, God, if you give me a million dollars, I promise I'll... Feed the hungry out of the window yes. of my limo. <laughs> Be awesome. Her, hers was a little different. Listen to this in 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 11. Oh, Lord, if you remember me and not forget your servant, but will give me a son, then I will give him to the Lord all of the days of his life. That's weird. That's weird? Because the thing you want more than anything, yep. I want to see. So she asks for a son, then goes, and then I'll give him back to you. I'll give him back. How would that work? Well, that's exactly what she asked for, and that's exactly what happened. She asked God for a son, and he gave her a son, and Mm. his name was Samuel, and that's who this episode is about. And once Samuel was old enough, Bible scholars think somewhere between the ages of two and four, Hannah gave Samuel to Eli the priest so that he could grow up at the temple and learn to serve and worship God. First of all... Handing anyone a two to four year old is no gift. <laughs> she she was like, "Oh, wait till he gets to his terrible twos, and I'm right. going to go dump him to the priest at the temple." Um, but man, I don't know. So kids think about that. Like if the thing you were thinking about in the game show. Yep. If you got that, you know, could you really like hand that off? Yeah, give that back to God. I guess it depends hard. on what it is. Yeah. Yes, God doesn't want your Xbox. No. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so uh, the Bible says that Hannah would go visit him once a year. And every time, you know, when she would go make her annual trip to offer sacrifices, and she would always bring him new clothes. Okay. That's 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 something. That's a really odd, odd way to grow up. Uh, yeah. But it, it seems weird to us. This is one of those things that seems weird to us. I don't think it seemed that weird to them. 
I don't know, dropping off your kids at the church so they can grow up there. Like maybe an hour a week, we're feeling good about it, but (laughs) I don't need, we don't need any other kids running around our church. Yeah. So you have to remember though, that the church today is very different than the Old Testament tabernacle, temple, all that. Absolutely. Now listen, Samuel grew up around the presence of God worshiping and listen to what his experience was like. The boy Samuel grew in the presence of the Lord. Okay. That, that would really be cool to end the presence of God. So I have a question. I'm looking here in my Bible, and I see that when it says Lord, it's like in all capital letters, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. In fact, you know, you look around, I see like that's pretty much all over this story. So what's that about? Thinking material. Well, Eric, good eye. Many people read the Bible and they don't notice this. Or if they do, they think that maybe that's just some way of like writing it proper. Oh, you know. Like Mr. Like, like <laughs> Mr. God, if it's Mr. all God. <laughs> oh, so, okay, so here you go. Anytime you read the Old Testament and you see Lord, uh-huh. L-O-R-D, spelled out in all capital letters or uppercase letters, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, that means in the original Hebrew language, which we've talked about, the Bible wasn't written in English, it was written in Hebrew, they had written God's name. God's name? Yeah. They called him Yahweh. Yahweh. That's right. And so in English, there's no, they didn't put Yahweh in there. They just put Lord in all capital letters. That's to distinguish it from the title Lord. Oh, yeah, because we don't want it to be like, hello, my lord. Yeah, right. That's like a title from medieval times. Yeah. They would call people Lord, who was like, you know, the guy in charge. Yeah, the dude in the castle. But when, when you see Lord, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, that's not his title. That's his name. So oh. they would have had Yahweh there. Well, that's super helpful. And that was thinking material. All right. So Samuel grew up in the presence of God, or should I say, I learned some, in Yahweh's presence. Yeah, Yahweh's yeah. presence. So uh, he did. And something interesting happened when he was a little older. He was still a boy. But if you were to turn to 1 Samuel chapter 3, you'll read that Samuel was serving in the temple with Eli. And at that time, it was really rare for God to actually speak to people, to the priest like, like Eli. So it wasn't like the same as, you know, pre-promised land, you know, PP, pre-promised land. <laughs> pre-promised land. Yeah. So, so like when Moses around, when God spoke with him, like it felt like a lot. Yeah. So that was not common at this hundreds oh. of years later at this okay. point in time. Uh, so one night, Samuel was asleep in the temple and, li- and he hears this. Samuel. And Samuel is startled. He wakes up, he runs into Eli's room and he's like, hey, here, here I am. And Eli says, what are you talking about? I'm sleeping. Go back, go back to bed. And he sends him back to bed. And Samuel goes back to sleep, and then he hears, Samuel. Same thing. Samuel goes running into Eli's room, wakes him up. He's like, hey, I'm, I'm here. What do you need? And Eli says, leave me alone. I'm sleeping. Go back to bed. Samuel goes back to bed, and then he hears a third time. Samuel. And so then Samuel runs into Eli's room again and says, you called me. What do you need? And Eli realizes. He figures it on. out. He figures it yeah. out. He's like, oh. I feel like he would have figured it out the first time, but he was asleep. He was, it was the middle of the night. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, right. So he, he tells Samuel, Eli tells Samuel, go back to bed. And the next time you hear that voice, you, you tell that voice, you're ready to listen. Yeah. So he goes back to bed and then he hears. Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel says, speak to me, Lord. I can hear you. Behold, I'm about to do a thing in Israel. 
at which the two ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. I declare to Eli that I am about to punish his house forever for the iniquity that he knew, because his sons were blaspheming God, and he did not restrain them. Therefore, I swear to the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be atoned for by sacrifice or offering forever. Well, okay. I bet Eli going to regret saying, go and answer that voice. <laughs> right. Because, you know, iniquity is like, you know, bad news. Bad news. Bad news on Eli and his whole family. That's right. God was upset with Eli because Eli's sons were misusing their authority. They were taking advantage of people and Eli was not doing anything to stop them. So, so this is kind of like God's judgment that's on, right. Uh, we're saying we're into the end of the judges. His, his judgment, kind of his way of dealing um, with Eli. Um, so if Eli's now out of the way, then this kind of puts Samuel to maybe be like a more prominent person in Israel. So he has this special relationship with God so he could hear him directly. I'm not, again, like not other people are hearing from God like this, but right. Samuel can. It was a very special relationship that Samuel got to have with God. And the chapter ends by telling us what people thought of Samuel. And Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him, and let none of his words fall to the ground. And all Israel, from Dan to Bathsheba, knew that Samuel was established as a prophet of the Lord. So Samuel becomes established as a prophet. Hey, we have actually a question, I think we got, about that word. And now it's time for the question of the day. Hi, my name is Mo, and I'm in the fourth grade, and my question is, what are the prophets? Okay, man, I got this one. You got it? Yeah, I got this. We talked about prophets when we studied in the minor prophets this past summer at church recently. So it wasn't just like a fortune teller with a crystal ball that wears one of those cool turban things, and you're all like, whoa, that was weird. So they look into something and they can see the future. Um, It wasn't even their job to predict the future at all. It really, a prophet is someone who is God's spokesperson. So it wasn't like this booming voice from the sky. He, he would kind of speak to this person who is the prophet, and then they would be like the, the mouthpiece to let everybody else know what God had said. Eric, I'm impressed. Well, thank you. I'm very learned about prophets. <laughs> very learned. I like that. Okay, so Samuel became the prophet of God, this uh-huh. person who spoke with God and then would tell the people what God had to say. And he was really good at his job. He was very faithful. And that's not the end of his story. We're going to pick up more in the next episode. You'll learn more about Samuel, but that's that's enough for now. So no, that was no. a good episode. Time out. Hold up. You began this episode with... And I quote, a fat man falls out of his chair oh, yeah. and dies. So huh. is that Samuel? Like, uh, no. Maybe that's the part we're getting to next time. But I yeah. feel like you said it was in this episode. You're right. You're want, right. You're right. I, I want forgot. my fat man falling out of a chair and dying. I'm sorry. I want it. That's actually not Samuel. You oh, see, when God spoke good. to Samuel, he was still a boy. And we read that verse about him becoming established as a prophet. But that uh-huh. took many years. And during that time, Eli was still the priest of God. He was still he, he kind of like a priest and a judge. He had this weird role. And remember, Eli had some judgment for his iniquity. Yeah, there he had some not great coming to him. That's right. First Samuel chapter four says that 
Israel was out to battle. The army was out to battle against the Philistines, who were their main enemy at the time. Yeah. And a messenger runs up to Eli and tells him this bad news. He's come straight from the battlefield and he says, Eli, the people of Israel, our army, they're running away. Both of your sons have been killed and the Ark of God, the Ark of the Covenant has been captured. And then (laughs) you get what you came for. As soon as he heard the news, Eli fell over backward from his seat by the side of the gate, and his neck was broken, and and he died. For the man was old and heavy. He had judged Israel for 40 years. Okay. That did not disappoint. <laughs> that, that is crazy. I mean, all of my life, my kid, my, my kids, my parents have told me, don't lean back in your chair. Yep. I think that his was more like it. It wasn't like he was teetering and then fell. So right. I think kids, you're still safe to lean back in your chair all you want. But so he leans, falls back in his chair and breaks his he neck. Broke his neck. Because he was just so dang heavy. And old. And old. <laughs> <laughs> Brittle boned, heavy old Eli. Oh, fell out of his chair and died. That's uh, that's really sad. I'm glad that there's more to this story next week. Yep. So, all right, kids, stay tuned, subscribe, all those things that we always talk about you need to do because you do not want to miss the next part of this story. You've been listening to Who's in the Bible, a podcast for kids brought to you by Clear Creek Community Church. 